Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this, uh, what is today? Tuesday, Tuesday, January the 3rd. Obviously, I'm going to get into the uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, situation from all angles, not just uh, a league reaction, former player reaction, but also uh, standings. Uh, Mike Tomlin had some uh, interesting story about him as far as they go back. Also, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's got some offers here. I uh, got a offer here from Carolina. I'll give you my thoughts on that. And, of course, quick take on the uh, college football playoffs. Go ahead and get this first break out of the way, folks. I'll, re I'll be right back, give you my full uh, analysis and opinion of this uh, situation here in a minute and 19 seconds. Hello, SportsScope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash SportsScope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why SportsScope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is SportsScope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, SportsScope at gmail.com. Uh, SportsScope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is SportsScope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. Okay, I'm here live now, folks. Okay, now let's talk about this situation last night. Uh, as the program ended, you know, I was telling Kevin, who who was on here, don't tell me the score. He 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 let it slip that, that Cincinnati scored uh, seven nothing. So I ha had this thing recorded, and uh, came on at seven thirty Central Time, eight thirty, and um, so so I'm watching the game. Uh, Cincinnati, man, really quick score, boom, 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 touchdown, uh, and I thought, wow, th this is this is going to be on. And then Buffalo goes goes down. They they get the field goal. Okay, so now we're in possession number three. Uh, Cincinnati makes a play. Uh, 13-yard pass comes up to uh, a T. Higgins and then DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin was a fill-in for, uh, thank you, Pickles. Uh, he was a fill-in for Micah Hyde. Now, Micah Hyde is our all-pro safety uh, he got hurt after week two, Andre, during the uh, Tennessee Titans game, way back in week two. So this guy's a second-year player out of Pittsburgh, comes in. He makes this tackle. Now, I've still got it recorded. You know, we've got a 7-3 game. He jumps up, routine tackle, falls right back down, okay? And I started to know something was kind of fishy, even though – I've watched this uh, several times where, you know, the ambulance comes out. You go to a commercial break. There's a there's a there's probably a minute of, of, of chatter between the two commentators, and then the game starts back up. Uh, this lasts longer than that. And, and then um, – oh, God, what was his name now? <laughs> Joe Buck. Joe Buck says they're performing CPR, and that's when my mouth dropped. Uh, he says they've been performing CPR on uh, Demar Hamlin here, and then we we later find out that they were doing they were doing CPR on him for nine minutes. Now, uh, also, so then I called my dad. I fast forward it in real time because I want to see this live. Uh, and then I called my dad and I said, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" I'm watching the players cry on the sideline. I'm thinking. 
that they already know this guy's passed away. Uh, you know, nothing like this has ever happened. And then we know what happened after that. There's discussion. There's discussion between the two commentators, Troy uh, Aitman and Joe Buck. Uh, Joe Buck for ESPN says that we are. Uh, there's going to be a five-minute uh, warm-up period. There, it's going to be a five-minute warm-up period, and then we're going to resume the game. Uh, we see the two coaches meet midfield. They go back to their sidelines with an official. Uh, there's still some talk in the background. ESPN goes to the studio. The two coaches meet again, Andre. And uh, he said, remind me of Daryl Stingland. My dad has told me about that, who played for New England. Yes. And so then they're leaving the stadium. And the game's postponed. And then just a few minutes later, then we find out the game has been canceled. My thoughts are like a lot of yours. I can say what people on TV can't say. I thought he had died and his mother and father were not notified. Uh, you know, like Colin Coward said this morning, it's the, it's the NFL's biggest nightmare, guys. You know, and I was as shocked as any of you were to see this, you know. Uh, and so... I didn't sleep well last night thinking about this. Be honest with you, folks. I, I didn't sleep well. I, I I got on this program and said this is the biggest game of the year, you know. And I'm thinking about this young guy, and and uh, I found out he, he, you know, he started a foundation for kids and everything. But anyways, so then I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm still reading that he is in uh, critical condition. Uh, turn on Fox News. They bring a doctor on. She's saying uh, that that uh, the the brunt force to the chest between heartbeats can can cause a cardiac arrest. And what's that idea? I floated to my dad. He said, "Baby, he snapped his neck." I said, "No, nah, I think the way he fell down, uh, I think the way he fell down, it may have been some kind of heart attack. He may have had a heart problem that the league didn't know about, a rare heart condition." Then we find out it was cardiac arrest that, that when we woke up this morning, which was basically a heart attack. And going back to this doctor on uh, Fox News, she says, uh, you know, if you hit him just right, and that's hard for me to believe, that's hard for me to believe that that, that happened, okay? And going back to the Joe Buck comments about the five-minute warm-up, ESPN, as of this afternoon, still stands by that report, even though uh, Mr. Vincent with the NFL, uh, I think he's with the PA, also works with with, with the league, uh, said they never said that. I think they're looking at the optics, and they were trying to back out of that situation. So they went on and canceled the game. And, and for the record, my opinion on that, uh, the sadness that I'm seeing from the other players, from the coaches around the league, the mainstream news, the media's covering this story. Uh, the way I feel personally, I, I, I feel awful for this situation. Uh, it, it reminds me in an NFL sense, okay, just hear me out. It, in an NFL sense, uh, with the cancellation, it reminds me a little bit of the 9-11 situation where the NFL completely canceled the the, the games the following week, uh, they, they they canceled all the games, and uh, I, I felt so down. I wasn't even uh, then because I'd just been in New York after nine eleven, and you know I, I, two teams play in New York City. It's hard to go to work when something that drastic happens. But when, when you're looking at a guy that was uh, resuscitated on the field, uh, one reporter, I, I looked this up after hours of looking into this, said that uh, he had a pulse, but he wasn't breathing on his own. Uh, they put a defibrillator on Hamlin on the field and got him to breathe on his own. He's got his vitals back to normal. But... I can see why this and, – and there's other uh, – the NFL announced that this game's not going to be made up this week, guys. It's not even going to be made up this week. Uh, we don't know if he's got brain damage from this, okay? So it, it, it is a lot of different 
angles to look at it. But going back to what this doctor said in the morning, she said that uh, the perfect timing of the chest hit in between heartbeats could trigger that. She thinks that's what happened. Now, she she's not the, the woman's, you know, cardiologist, the guy's cardiologist. But my thing about that is, why hasn't that happened more? You think about going back to 1960 when we had the first Super Bowl. Let's just talk Super Bowl era. So now we've never seen this. I've, I've, I've read about guys that's covered the Lord, uh, covered the, the league 35, 40 years. They've never seen anything like this. All the NFL, all the dirty hits, all the Daryl Stingley. Yes, we've seen guys be paralyzed. But we've never seen a guy's heart stop on the field like that from being hit. I was personally at the Titans season over 22 years ago when Steve McNair got his sternum broken, Andre. I was at that game. Uh, it was the last one of the last plays of the game. A guy from Kansas City, a 300-pound lineman, hits him in the chest, breaks his sternum. He considers retirement. Jeff Fisher told this story at his funeral. He considers retirement because uh, he couldn't hold his kid above his head. He missed a few weeks that year. Titans go deep in the play. Well, they go to the playoffs, get a one seed. They get put out. But I would imagine that hit would have caused a cardiac arrest. That didn't cause a cardiac arrest. So that makes me question about whether or not the the, the league did not know about a, a heart condition of this guy. Or it was just one of those one in a gazillion freak accidents where that that did hit perfectly. Because you're talking about all the games from 1960 till now, we've never seen anything like it. So I'm sure his mother is probably getting uh, different opinions from other cardiologists as this story develops to see if uh, there could potentially be a lawsuit or anything like that, you know. But um, I, I, I think, again, I think they did the right thing. And, you know, I, I know what um, – Troy Vincent, excuse me, Troy Vincent from the NFL denies the story the ESPN was told to warm back up. Uh, part of me thinks that, that that the two coaches got together and they're watching, even the players for Cincinnati were crying. You know, T. Higgins felt bad about it. Bart Scott said he, he lowered his head. I watched the play a thousand times. I need to post it here and record it. Nobody else will show it. It looks very routine. Okay, very. He took him a little high. He took him down a little high. It looks very routine. Uh, either way, that didn't happen. Uh, Skip Bayless puts this out though, because these are a battle for the number one seed. Skip Bayless of Fox Sports, she was of ESPN. Uh, he says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This is late in the season. A game. This is uh, Skip Bayless. Uh, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so relevant. Uh, and then Skip Bayless goes on to say, I've seen so many horrific injuries suffered in football fields, yet I've never seen a reaction like this. In every other situation I witnessed or covered the game, I've always went on fairly quickly. The attitude was, hey, that's football for these players. That's different. So that first tweet I read, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so relevant. He got brutal. Uh, Shannon Sharp did not even show up for the show today. He's a former player. You know, there's a brotherhood of, of, amongst former players. Uh, you've got guys like Sauce Gardner, uh, former wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant, saying that Bayless should be fired for those comments. He's insensitive. Uh, former uh, L.A. Clippers player. He's a little bit off the hook, said somebody's going to slap the bleep out of Skip Bayless one of these days. Uh, he said that about Bayless. I do think Bayless was, was wrong and out of line there. He, he later apologized. He later apologized on the show by himself, which uh, Shannon Sharp didn't show up. I don't think Shannon Sharp was grandstanding there. And I'll call out somebody grandstanding in a New York minute. I, I do not think he was grandstanding there. I, I think this is a very sad situation. Uh, it is an un, and is, 
people are backpedaling now, but you know, uh, for the most part, everybody's okay with other than Skip Bayless uh, with the game being postponed. You know, uh, but this, like I said, a little background on, on Hamlin. He's you know second year players, a backup safety uh, out of uh, University of Pittsburgh. He had a toy uh, for Kids Foundation. He started. He wanted just to get twenty five hundred for it, but now GoFundMe's been set up and it's got five million dollars. You know, and here here is a um, here here's Mike Tomlin today at his press conference talking about how long he's known this guy. Uh, that used to go to University of Pittsburgh, a uh, uh, a Pennsylvania native. Mike Tomlin. I'll I'll say this about uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, Man, it's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher. And, and that young man, being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. Um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL. And to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization, um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. I um, had an opportunity to express that to him whenever I see him. We've played Buffalo um, each of the last two seasons, and he and I get to have a moment um, because it's just cool to 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 not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to to know them since they were younger people and to to watch their maturation, their development, to watch them, um, you know, earn what. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I thought that was a really, uh, you know, touching uh, comment there by uh, Mike Tomlin, coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live today. I was very shocked by this. Like I said, I'm I'm shocked by the outcry from this, and I do think it's real. I don't think it's grandstanding. Uh, he said a prayer on NFL Live today. Listen up, Dan Orlovsky. Thank you so much. ESPN here. Former backup NFL quarterback. You know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like, thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say that we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to – it's just on my heart that I want to pray for It him. is. Demar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard. Uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers. Yeah, he, he does a, a minute and 15 second prayer there. Dan Orlowski on NFL Live uh, this afternoon. And uh, Marcellus, Marcus Spears was there in, in, in the background. Uh, not everybody was as gracious and is... And, and uh, truly uh, saddened by this situation in and around the league. Now, there, there's one smart aleck. I mean, it, but I, I was surprised that there was not more comments uh, like this. But, uh, I mean, you got guys like Dominique Foxworth always claiming to be a whiny victim, saying fans don't give a bleep, and he's upset. But uh, I, I think he's obviously uh, full of crap, always been full of crap. Uh, my take on the whole thing is how can we prevent something like this? Only thing I can really think of is what I've been saying for a few years when it comes to the CTE, the headshots and stuff like that, even though I don't know if this really had something specifically to, to do with that. But the next step is, guys, is, is to make the outer part of the helmets not so hard. They're weapons. T. Higgins did, uh, you know, duck his head. And, and he ran into uh, uh, Hamlin there. Of course, Hamlin grabbed him and, and threw him down. And like I said earlier, just jumped back up like it was no big deal. And, of course, you know, that that's when the cardiac arrest had, had, uh, went in and, and he fainted. Uh, well, he fainted, Well, he, he lost uh, he lost a pulse, excuse me, and it fainted. If he were fainted, it would have been no big deal. But, you know, so it, it's um, it's a lot to digest. We're still early in this thing. You know, they're going to have to make this game up at some time, okay? But um, let, let me give over, let me go over some of your comments and questions. Uh, 
and and uh, and then I'll, I'll let you know how the stand where the standings stand, where we're at right there on on the standings for this game, the importance of this particular game because it does uh, persuade. Uh, it does tell us uh, who will be the one seed. We got to figure that. Andre said it was eye opener. Every player has at times looking for that big shot. Yep. Uh, Tomlin, the class act, and a cute, yeah, he is really good. Uh, one of the best podium coaches I've ever heard. Looks like they've got their quarterback. Uh, he keeps his players level headed, and uh, I'm glad that he did come out. Oh, yeah, and Pickle says 2000, 21801, Earnhardt was killed on the last lap. Uh, very, and, and it did not look like I remember listening to that on the radio. I saw replays of the famous race car driver, Dale Earnhardt, uh, did get killed on the last lap there. And if you want to, the really ironic thing about that is he, his car number was the number three car. The Jersey number for DeMar Hamlin is this three. And, uh, even player, even, uh, fans were saying prayers for, him outside the stadium and outside the hospital for Cincinnati. The Cincinnati fans did. Uh, there, there's candlelight vigils. Uh, there, there's a lot of respect from the fans. This is very uniting. Uh, again, it, it uh, one person said it's uniting the country. Uh, I don't know if I go that far, but uh, I'll say this. If, the, if something, if this turns for the worse, he's in critical condition uh, that that's the last I checked just to, just about 15, 20 minutes before I come on the program. Uh, we don't know if this guy's got brain damage or not. Uh, we don't know if he's even going to make it or not, you know, and I'm hoping and praying for him too. I, I'm distraught about it. And I usually uh, can, can de decompartmentalize stuff like this. I'm just being honest with everybody about this whole situation. But if the NFL went totally dark this weekend, I would be okay with that. And 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 uh, maybe that's what they're trying to do is work out the logistics because you, you got to look at playoff scenarios because these stadiums have contracts for other events to go into February. They have to look at all that logistics and get all that taken care of. I, I think if they went dark, I would be OK if something even if it just stayed like it is. Uh, you've never seen a guy's uh, heart stop on the field like that. OK, P players have been knocked out. Players have. Have, yes, they have been paralyzed and whatnot, but you've never seen a player die. This was Monday night football. Uh, it was a highly rated, probably 20 million people watching. Uh, it, 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 mothers around the country, I talked to a good friend of mine. She, her son's four. She told me Friday before all this came down uh, that she didn't want her son playing football. She's already got him into basketball. And, and, and then today I saw her and she said, you see why? And I said, well, yeah, Aria, I do. And, um, and, and and this sport has taken a lot of hits, even though I love to talk. I've, I've dedicated a career and not even making any money right now talking about this stuff. But I'm also a realist and human about it, too. Uh, Pete Rosell caught, folk, caught flack when he didn't cancel the names after the Cleveland game. President Kennedy was killed. Yeah, that, that's a good one, Andre. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I remember a lot of this stuff, even though it was before my time. Uh, the NFL, uh, I believe ESPN, that they wanted to warm up. And then I think after the coaches talked and then some of the some of the executives said, hey, listen, listen, I know we owe the advertisers a lot of money, but what advertiser do you want to put on blast or say publicly wanted to get their commercial shown when this kid's fighting for his life literally on the field uh, nine minutes of doing CPR is, is a very serious thing. Uh, that is that is a tragic moment, okay? Uh, Skip is catching folks. Terrell Owens. Yeah, Terrell Owens spoke out. Uh, Hank Gathers. Reggie Lewis fell out of Boston hands. Uh, and, and Pickle said it was Sunday in chest bursting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's what the doctor said this morning. My thing is... There's a possibility that he had a heart issue that, that that the physical, and I know they do extensive work, they have to, that these team doctors did not find. I think that could still be a possibility. And of course, that opens up the NFL to a lot of liability. If that is true, 
uh, that once in a gazillion chance of somebody uh, getting hit exactly between heartbeats at the right place at the right time. That can also be true, too. But I'm leaving everything on the table of what happened. I do think that there will be some type of investigation. If not, the mom should push for one. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder if you can make a full return. I guarantee you uh, he'll be gun shy on the field. What DeCondre says, yeah, yeah there, that's a possibility that uh, he may never play again. I hope he does. But usually something like this happens. You usually don't see the guys play again. Uh, but, uh, you know, Joe Buck had never mentioned the five-minute thing before uh, the word on the network. ESPN is standing by that, uh, uh, Pickles. They are standing by that. Um, but either way, yeah, it, it, it's, a, you know, it's a tragic moment. Back to the football side of it. Uh, as far as the standings right now, the AFC, without this game, uh, Kansas City has the one seed. We have a week to go, okay? Uh, Kansas City currently has a one seed. And they play they play the Raiders on Saturday. Cincinnati will play if it's played. They will play Baltimore on Sunday. And Buffalo will play New England at home. Uh, here's my thing. Both of these teams beat Kansas City, so that wouldn't be fair. Both of these teams experienced this horrific moment. Uh, this was supposed to be uh, a big come-out party between Mahomes uh, uh, or, or, or uh, Allen and Joe Burrow, and the winner, the winner of this game, would likely again, Kansas, uh, uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati would play Baltimore. Baltimore probably won't have Lamar Jackson. I think Cincinnati would beat Baltimore. Buffalo would, would, would probably beat New England at home. So the winner of this game would likely win the AFC one seed and get that bye week, get that critical bye week. So th they've got to figure out some way to get this game played. You know, uh, they, they've got to figure that out. Uh, like I said, my guess is uh, the league will make up work and perhaps extending the playoffs. Uh, if the game goes unplayed, the Kansas City gets gets the one seed when both of these teams beat Kansas City, and they've all got the same record. Uh, that that's not even fair, uh, not even to say the least. Even if they did give Kansas City the one seed, uh, if Kansas City goes on to win the Super Bowl, it's a major asterisk by it. You know, there, there's a major asterisk by it, uh, football wise, historically speaking. So it, it's something that that the NFL. This is a hard decision. This is a hard, hard decision, a lot of logistics. Uh, I think they'll get it right. I, I really do. And, uh, and and we're just going to have to wait and see. I thought all this would be ironed out today. Uh, I think the NFL is trying to clean up uh, what was what was said, which I do believe that ESPN is telling the truth about the five-minute thing. And they really want to see how bad his condition is going to be, in my opinion. show grace in the city yeah yeah that that is um uh andre said they show grace in city nfl announced week 18 would continue as scheduled so uh i i believe that I, I don't think that they're going to they'll probably have a moment of silence there uh for him but you know i'm i'm okay either way i'm okay either way it's very disturbing and uh you know, and I, ironically, today is January the 3rd. Uh, his jersey number was number three. Dale Earnhardt wore number three, and today is the third. Uh, I'll just say this, and I'll, I'll let this be. Uh, it did show a lot of unity and how sports have brought people uh, together. And I'll say this, Buffalo's had a rough year. You know, Buffalo's had a rough few years. Uh these guys were snowed out of their homes. They couldn't even have a home game in their stadium this year because they got seven feet of snow uh, a month and a half ago. They got seven feet. That's no exaggeration. Okay. They had to work out logistics to get players to the airport on a Saturday, flow to Detroit to play Cleveland in Detroit a week before Thanksgiving. They stay in Detroit 
and play another game in Detroit, still away from home, four days later, and play the Lions and find a way to win both games. You know, uh, so they've been through a lot this year. Uh, the Micah Hyde injury was serious, too. He had a neck injury. Uh, they stopped the game for Dane Jackson, a cornerback, had a really bad injury. He's back. And also, during the COVID year, uh, they got stuck playing uh, because the Titans had a, uh, a breakout on COVID. Uh, they got Their game got put off to a Wednesday in the middle of the week off of coming off a road trip from Vegas, and then Tennessee blows them out. They've had some weird, unforeseen circumstances come over that organization. And then now you got a player who, who the myself included, thought died on the field. And, and he's bad. I mean, what else can go wrong for these guys? On top of that, that I mentioned, they got another foot of snow over Christmas. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a one mess after another. And you feel like it's bringing this team together. Other than this injury, they've came, they've gotten relatively healthy. Uh, as far as the game, Cincinnati did look like the better team, but Scott Cincinnati had one visit, two possessions. You know, Buffalo had one. You still had, you know, uh, uh, adjustments to be made. We'll see how this plays out. I still think they're probably two, the two best teams. Uh, I'm curious to see, like you are curious to see how it's going to play out. I hope the best for this guy. I hope he comes up with a full recovery. Uh, I, I, I'm, I was relieved this morning as the hours pass through, and I'm working. It's pouring down rain here in Nashville, by the way. Uh, tornado watches all day. And I'm watching my phone. I'm listening to the radio, looking to see if if if, if uh, this guy's still alive. And, and, and he is, thank God. So it, it's just a lot to digest here. And I didn't get to the normal topics I wanted to get to on Tuesday because something big and drastic like this has happened, you know. Um, uh, not a fan of this commissioner. Yeah, he's weak. He's weak. He, he is just not as strong as Taglaboo or uh, some of the other commissioners here, in my opinion. Switching gears here. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has... There is rumors here, and quite frankly, I think there are more than rumors. There's multiple reports, sourced reports here, that Jim Harbaugh has had sit-downs here with uh, the owner here of um, of the Carolina Panthers. Okay? It says interviews will not begin until after the Carolina 6-10 and 10 season finishes. Uh under the interim coach Steve Wilkes on Sunday, they'll play against the Saints. Wilkes, according to league sources, is considered he's done a good job. He, he did a bad job of uh of, of uh getting uh Mike Evans covered last week, like I predicted, because their league corner was out, JC Horn. But Wilkes, according to league sources, is considered a strong candidate for the full-time job, replacing Matt Rule one and four start. The conversation between Tepper and Harbaugh, whose team lost to TCU on Saturday, uh, this report says uh, college football playoffs was the first reported by Queen City News. The Panthers broadcast partner Harbaugh has uh, sincere interest in, in the Carolina job, according to Queen News. Okay. And, of course, Tapper said that he would not want to get a, another college coach. Now, Harbaugh's a different animal. He played in the NFL as a quarterback, and also he was pretty successful in his short stint there with the 49ers. Remember getting him to the Super Bowl, uh, but he wore thin. He he, he wore thin on, on management, ownership there. Uh, the rest is history. They they fire him and move on uh, or he quit. I don't know. They, the air quote, mutually agreed to part ways, unquote. Uh, so then he, long story short, he wears thin. Also, my thoughts, why would he even leave? T How why would he leave Michigan? Well, for one thing, yeah, they did lose. Uh, I think back in December of 2021, uh, a year and a half, a year ago, over a year ago, a year and one month ago, uh, they made him take a, a significant pay cut from $7.5 to $4 million 
pay cut because and, and make some staff changes. They were recently blown out by Ohio State. Uh, anyways, well, no, December 21. Either way, took a significant pay cut only to um, – now, he's beat Ohio State twice. I think this may have been slightly before that game. Either way, makes no never mind. $4 million, had to make some staff changes. He takes the pay cut. He makes the staff changes there. Uh, they beat Ohio State last year. They beat Ohio State this year. Uh, of course, they they lost in the semifinal last year to Georgia. They lost to TCU this year. He still will have J.J. McCartney back for the next year. My thing is a couple of reasons why I don't think I think he wants to leave T, uh, Michigan. Uh, number one is he's still not recruiting as well as Ohio State is in his own conference there, okay? He's still not as recruiting as well as Ohio State, even though he beat Ohio State twice. Number two, he still feels slighted by being made, uh, by taking that massive pay cut here. And quite frankly, go back to recruiting. He's not recruiting as well as Georgia and Alabama. He's thinking that this is as far as he can go with Michigan, okay? Okay. what 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 type of situation would he have in Carolina? He's got Sam Darnold as quarterback, not saying much. Uh, he does have an up-and-coming defense. I'll give him that. He does have a top-10 draft pick. They've only got a million dollars in cap space. Uh, and he's also got a rich, frustrated, impatient owner that he, he will have to deal with in Carolina. This guy would probably have to pay him. Now, his salary's back up to 7-5 now. After the season last year, uh, maybe Tepper offers him ten to fifteen, maybe twenty million dollars a year, and, and guarantees a lot of that contract, even if he gets fired. And Harbaugh will take another stab at the NFL. Maybe they'll go out and get another quarterback to make that happen. Uh, my thing is, I wouldn't do that. I, maybe he should take a job in the NFL. But my thing is, uh, I wouldn't want to work with this David Tepper guy. I, I just think that the team is not quite there. there. There's too much uncertainty at that quarterback position. Only way he takes this job or a job like his, because he was really excited about Colin Kaepernick. When they drafted Kaepernick out of Nevada, he says, man, this is the best quarterback in the draft. I can't believe he's still on the board. So they take this young guy, even though they had Alex Smith, he can run like the wind blows. I don't think he thinks that about, uh, Sam Darnold, but that being said, it's still in talks. He may be irritated with the AD and some of the powers to be at Michigan. He runs hot on people. He's the car that runs really well, but he starts to overheat, and you've got to turn the air conditioner on to cool the engine because so the engine won't blow. He never stays anywhere too long. Uh, look what he did at Stanford. They, had, they 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 pulled off the biggest upset in college history, uh, football history, point spread wise, forty one point underdogs. They beat uh, a really uh, hot and primed uh, USC team that year. But he 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 had to move on. He runs hot. He runs hot everywhere he goes. You know that's how he does. He burns himself. He's kind of like. Uh, He's kind of like Urban Meyer, except he don't actually technically have the championships. You know, he do, he's not he don't have the championships. So I, I would to be uh, to sum it up. What I look at the NFL, yes, uh, hard pass though on Carolina Panthers. Like I said from the beginning, uh, Arizona. I think this time next week, Black Monday have already been passed. We'll be talking about the Carolina Panthers now. Kyler Murray. That roster, that's something he can work with. That's something he he, he could work with there. Uh, that would probably be the best job. I don't know if the Charger job is going to come open now, not unless they get humiliated. I don't know. And this, this would be interesting. You talk about two heads budding. There's no way he would work in Dallas. Him and Jerry Jones would be pop, pop, pop. Now I don't even know if that would last a season in Dallas, you know. Uh, that would really be crazy if Mike McCarthy, you know, uh, uh, they go one and done. And, and I, th- I think that right now, if things work out the way I see it, I think Tampa 
would host the uh, the, the Cowboys, and as good as the Cowboys have played, uh, you can't trust the Cowboys on the road. Uh, they they won what sixteen to three at the beginning of the season, and they'll probably lose at Tampa sixteen nineteen to three, in my opinion. So I I, I I don't think, and I think McCarthy will be in trouble, perhaps, uh, whether it's his fault or not. But but Dallas, yeah, that would be interesting, you know. Of course, they would want to get Sean Payton too. Of course, everybody wants to get Sean Payton. But of course, you know, last week I talked about the um. The, the, the Sean Payton rumors uh, of him and Brady going back to the Saints together and, and putting something out there. Well, you know, he would there there would be no trade done there, and Brady wouldn't. Have, there would be no trade for Brady. There would be no trade to get Coach Sean Payton. You know, but Bruce Feldman says a college reporter, and uh, these guys are pretty reliable. He says it's a done deal if uh, – what did he say? Going back to the Carolina. Oh, man. Uh, he said expected to leave Michigan for the NFL if the job offered. Um, that's one report, Bruce Fredman. I think it's a done deal if he gets an offer. Here's an updated story on Jim Harbaugh, NFL 2.0. Uh, with the reporting, the Panthers owner David Tepper talked to Hopper and Carrot about the vacancy. Uh, it, it just seems like that he he's really irritated. Okay, so to the college football playoff itself. All right. Uh, both games, you know, there's a long layoff there between the two teams. I thought the tackling was terrible. And I'll say this, and this may be a little controversial. Comments like this may not get me a radio job, but I don't care at this point. Um, I do not think it's, air quote, rigged, or I do not think that there's memos or verbal instructions to how to officiate these games, but I do think that it is implied implied to a certain extent without saying for these refs because of all the money and the advertising that that it is involved in these games for them to call the game or lack there of it in favor of the underdog to keep the viewer watching okay to keep the viewer for example there was a unnecessary roughness call targeting totally missed in the Michigan game. There's a picture out on the internet and everything. Uh, for example, the, the Georgia game. Uh, Ohio State looks like they jumped off and false start two or three times in the first drive. I said, okay, okay, you can't see that. I, are, are you blind out there? Okay, now I see what you're trying to do. So on Saturday, I'm playing my game. I love playing my little streets of range game. I like to record stuff, sporting events like I did the other day, and fast forward and watch the game without watching the commercials. And I could see in slow motion players from Georgia or from Ohio State jumping off sides and doing all this moving on the offensive line without no false starts being called. For, for Ohio State. I know Georgia still won the game. They're the superior team, you know. But it, when I saw that and I saw, okay, nothing's going to get called here. And quite frankly, at multiple angles of, to the, the first touchdown there with Michigan, where the guy fell with his rear end in the end zone, it looked like one angle looked like he was in the end zone. So it's just stuff like that that just sees. And it made me think about Tim Donaghy, the, the – uh, Guy had a gambling problem, former NBA ref, uh, told a lot of stuff about the 2002 playoffs and uh, between the Sacramento Kings, the Western Conference Finals, and the L.A. Lakers, that he says that the NBA wanted us to officiate that game to get it to seven no matter what. I found a soundbite, uh, and he explained about the, the extension of these series and the kind of money that's involved here. Tim Donaghy, former NBA referee. 
At the NBA level, especially during the playoffs, the league would really dictate what they wanted called in a game, and that would put a team at a huge advantage or disadvantage moving forward in a playoff series. And it was always a situation where they were uh, extending a playoff series because the amount of revenue an additional game would be in a seven-game series was always something that was in the back of the referee's mind. Everything's fueled by money, and they know each additional game is, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars into the, uh, you know, league office. So it's, it's it's a culture of, you know, the bottom line, which is money. Yeah, and those commercials in these college football play, there were four and five, six commercials. Uh, that I'm like, man, I'm fast forward, I'm fast forward, I'm fast forward, I'm fast forward, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's a lot of commercials there. That is a lot of commercials. When you get more than two, I mean, you're talking five, six minute. That's a TV. That's a lot. Five, six minute commercial break. Now, of course, we know that the Super Bowl is those big, high production, multi, multi million dollar production commercials, and we all look forward to it. But most time, you just want to get through the commercials. You know, I uh, understand. Trust me. Look, I'm not making any money here, but uh, I understand you have to make money for your product. But it just feels like it is implied to keep the audience. The audience drops on blowouts, folks. Breaking news story. The audience drop. But if you're keeping the audience engaged in the game, now of course you can you can do all all that you want to. If the team is just really good, you're just going to be out of luck. Like Alabama, they don't really want to see Alabama in, in the playoff because usually Alabama plays well and they dominate. Uh. I looked at the ratings for the biggest games of the year. And the biggest game of the year, ratings-wise, was Ohio State and Michigan in the regular season. We haven't got the ratings for the playoff games, but I'm pretty sure they were high. It was a lot of scoring, a lot of missed tackling, if you ask me. Uh, I don't like those 30-day layoffs. Georgia looked awful. Uh, uh, Ohio State were told how bad they still had that bad taste of that 21-point defeat in in their head. Uh, they still got guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. Not even eligible this year. Not even eligible to come to the NFL this year. Uh, you got guys like him going to get drafted really high next year. Uh, C.J. Stroud's probably going to be a top five pick at the quarterback position for Ohio State. Ohio State's got some players. You know, I'm not going to diss Ohio State. Georgia's got a lot of players. They got a defensive line, cornerbacks, and, and those cornerbacks played Ringo had the worst game of his his career, I think. He gave up two touchdowns. Uh, and, and you think about the NIL, you got these 30-day layoffs, which means there's a lot of money. With You got a 19, 20-year-old here, 21-year-old, uh, and, you know, they're distracted. And you could tell by their play that, that they just didn't play that well. Now, of course, I'm saying this, and Georgia won. Georgia won. And uh, Pickle says corporate America owns professional sports. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's a air quote uh, um, conspiracy theory. It's just common sense here. It's just common sense here that that the longer you keep the game competitive from a fish. And, and why would the announcers say anything? The announcers work for the networks. Who pays the networks? The advertisers. The advertisers pay the networks, okay, and then the networks pass that money down to the, to the uh, obviously to the schools. They pay big money to these conferences to show these games, billions and billions of dollars to the Southeastern Conference, to the Big Ten Conference, to show these games. Well, who in the heck pays the networks? Well, the advertisers, folks. All those insurance commercials, Dr. Pepper, okay, all the Coke. You know, you want, want you to drink as much Coke and a Dr. Pepper as you can, eat all the Taco Bell. But, hey, you need health insurance, so we know you're eating all this cholesterol. Here, take the health insurance here. Uh, you might want to do this. Uh, in health insurance, you need car insurance, right? And then you got the guy driving down, you know, the mayhem guy. You know, I've seen that commercial a dozen times. He, he He's always getting in a wreck in the parking lot. The guy that used to be on the show Oz, 
I mean, I've seen that commercial 10,000 times where he's getting in wrecks on purposes, on purpose. Uh, they're paying a lot of money to show that commercial over and over and over and over again. But if the game's a crappy blowout, why is it why do I need to get to watch the commercial not to miss the next play? You know? So it it, it makes sense. It's not I'm not saying that it's it, it's over the top. I'm thinking it's just a little bit. And then particularly early in the game, because you, a lot of these are front-loaded commercials. You see the commercials in the front the, the, early, and you definitely want to keep it as close for as long as you can. And then you may get some makeup calls, the makeup call in the second half to kind of even it out. So one coach is ticked off, usually the underdog, the favorite in the first half, and then in the second half, the, the underdog, or vice versa. I'm not saying it happens all the time. But I do think in some of these uh, higher-end games, like like the playoff or whatever, uh, or big, big rob these big, big games, we just talked about the uh, the Hamlin situation. Somebody in the NFL did, wanted those guys back out. They don't care if he's dead or not, because they had those commercials that need to be seen by you, the viewer. Even after something as bizarre as a guy. Uh, Pulse going out, you know, uh, as a guy not even having uh, a pulse on the sideline. I'm not, it just seems like it's implied. That's all. It just seems like it's implied. And for that, I, I, I'm, I'm done with wagering. I'll still break down games as in point spreads. I'll do fantasy. But wagering, it, 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 you're, you're, you're really taking – you can have all the information, not unless you have inside information. That's different, but that's how Donaghy got because he knew about who, who was what, and he had a lot of inside information. Uh, then maybe that's different, but technically that would be illegal. So um, that's all I got today, guys. Uh, I wanted to lean into that story as much as possible. Didn't get to good scope, bad scope. Didn't even get to rankings. I'll get to some of that stuff. Uh, I'll get to some of that stuff uh, tomorrow's program. I'll, I'll get to some of that tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have an interview there. Uh, uh, Pickles says the the players' union, and, and I think what happens with that, Pickles. I think what happened with that is I think the coaches were so distraught by this image of their players crying. And, and I think those coaches, the back of their mind this time last night, guys uh, thought that maybe, um, maybe he, he, he's not going to make it. And the, the players may turn on them uh, to make the call to, to, to just, just postpone the whole game. You know, I've never seen it like that. Where both players teams on both players on both teams. Joe Burrow was even upset about it. Uh, Josh Allen uh, were that distraught. And, you know, the NFL did not want to look like they were pushing uh, the players to play when there was been a death on the field, even though it wasn't a death. I, I, that's what I believe. So if you guys like the show, share the show. You're not going to get those kind of opinions in the corporate world right there. But like I said, I don't really care. Um, I'm here to just tell you the truth, what I really think. To, to be truth. Uh, again, ESPN totally backs that up, by the way. They said, no, we were told it's going to be a five-win at warm-up period. And that's as of late this afternoon around uh, 5 o'clock Central Time. So uh, thank you, guys. Again, I'll be back on tomorrow, same time, same place here on Sports Scope.